History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Well, 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 we made it to Hump Day, babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hump Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing I got my Hump Day stash here. Got to give a shout out if you're watching uh, the show via Facebook Live on the Answer San Diego. Got to give a shout out to my girl Heather and my favorite toddler, soon to be not a toddler anymore in San Diego, Duncan, uh, for providing me the donut stash tonight. And I got to tell you, Heather, this no offense to any other bakery in San Diego, but this these are the best donuts I have had in like a really long time. So these are absolutely amazing. Shout out to Heather and uh, little Duncan, my favorite uh, toddler in San Diego. Thank you for the donuts. Um, that's getting me through uh, this hump day show tonight and moving on towards the weekend. Glad to have you guys here with me. Uh, freedoms, we about to find out tomorrow that we ain't got any freedoms left in this country. The same people telling you it's your body, your choice. The same people hysterical over the Texas abortion uh, law are the same people that are about to unveil tomorrow, according to the White House, uh, six new measures coming to those. They are coming for you, you unjabbed people. We got to talk about that. We've got to talk about, um, oh gosh, um, what's happening. The, the, re- the, I've gotten some private information that I can't really share about what happened in Afghanistan, but there is breaking news as to what's happening in, in Northern Virginia with the Afghan refugees. So we're going to talk about that. Um, buried in the middle of all this is three and a half trillion dollars that the Democrats want to spend. And some of the details on that supposed infrastructure bill just might make you um, it just might make you want to hunt Joe Biden down like the uh, ha- the heckler who heckled him in New Jersey yesterday. Time to wake up, people. Time to wake up. So Dave Elhoff, my favorite uh, financial, the financial thought doctor, will be here to discuss that. That will be at the bottom half of the hour. Uh, after the first break, we're going to bring back uh, my one of my favorite people in the world. My Spicy buddy, fried chicken. Spicy fried chicken. That's my buddy Brian Maloney from Red Wave America is going to be here. And because we do have so many. we Look, if you're watching on Facebook Live, I've got, I've got the messiest studio desk ever. I've got about 40 different articles here. Not enough time to get the... Yeah. You know that voice. Uh, Heather and Duncan kept me in donuts tonight. And this man that you just heard keeps me in the content. And we're going to get through all of it tonight. Of course, I'm talking about my man, DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I view it this way. Anything that potentially can help, and that certainly can potentially help, is a good thing. DJ Potato Skins. But Andrea, all you have to do is get the vaccine. You don't got to worry about anything Joe Biden's going to say. You'll be fine. It's all good here. Yeah, we, um, you don't have to necessarily worry about anything that Joe Biden's going to say if you get the jab. Oh, wait, we, you, which which jab, which number of jabs, right? It was supposed to be 14 days to flatten the curve, right? And then we were supposed to be able to go back to normal. Then it was, then it got extended and extended. Then came actually before the mask mandates was the six foot distancing, wasn't right. it? Then came the mask mandates, 
right? And then they kept, ex- and then we had um, Stop the Spread, right? Which was brought in that. And then it was, well, we're not going to, and in the middle of all that, as therapeutics were worked out by doctors across the country that began to get fired and censored and removed off of social media, then uh, Operation Warp Speed was looking like they were going to have uh, some jabs available. And then Maybe it was, Trump's worst move. Yeah. Then it was like, well, you're you're going to be able to get back to normal in the fall of 2020, going into spring of 2021, when the vaccinations, quote, vaccinations come take effect. Then the vaccinations start rolling out. And then what are we hearing now? We're back to mask mandates. We're back to not only mask mandates, but trying to now backtrack and tell us we got to put masks on outside. And two, no, you might need three jabs. You might need four jabs. And then and then Fauci's coming out and saying, well, the reality is, is as we've got more and more more variants, we're going to now have more and more and more jabs. This is and never the ending. the definition of herd immunity has changed. Because, Andrea, you can only have herd immunity if uh, you've been vaccinated. Well, they actually, the definition of a vaccine has been updated on the CDC website as well. And even and even and, and last year, there's so many details to this. How the goalposts kept changing. It was then you can you can wear a mask inside, but but if you're if you're um, walking to the restroom, but you don't have to wear a mask if you're sitting down. That nothing ever made sense with any of this. And if you are buying the notion that if everybody in this country gets jabbed, that you're going to get your freedoms back, you haven't been paying attention. This is about medical tyranny. This is about collectivism. This is about communism. This is about this is how they're going to get all of us under and submitted to the U.S. government as our God, as our controller, who's going to control every aspect of our life. And you will have to continue to get these jabs. And if you don't, and we've given the scenario before, that ultimately what their plan is, is that we all live in little communities because this is tied into climate change. The excuse that they were all going to, you know, um, in order to help the planet. This is all about getting you collectively to submit to on public health. Then they're going to have a plan for us to, to have to collectively submit under the guise of saving the planet, right? The end game is this. And trust me, I've been right in every one of my predictions. Would you be wrong ones, please? Uh, you know, I try. Uh, the end game is this. That you will then, and, and, and another aspect of this is notice the coin shortage. They're trying to move everybody to a cashless society because the end game is that we're all going to live in these little communities and everybody's going to live, be able to walk to the store and you're not going to, it's going to be a cashless society and you're going to go around. You're going to have your medical care provided there. Amazon's going to provide your products. Um, Gates, uh, Bill Gates, who's bought Hope up all you don't the like farmland. small business. Yeah, Bill Gates, who has bought up all the farmland is going to provide the produce and you're going to go around and then when it comes time to check out you're going to put a palm print or your phone up and they're going to check have you have you uh what's your social credit score um what uh, have you gotten your vaccination updated and you're not going to be able to buy food services or eat or have any participation in life unless you have submitted to the government that is what this is about fauci said today when in an interview that if you don't get you don't get vaccinated, and I'm not using the vaccination word because if you check the CDC website, these are not vaccinations. If you don't take these shots, you're not going to be able to participate in life. So let's think about what they're going to say tomorrow. She says that they are um, they are quote there are six steps the president's announcing. There will be new components. Some of that will be related to access to testing. Some will be related to mandates. Some will be related to how we ensure kids will be protected in schools, which means. Access to testing means forced testing. 
Mandates means, and this is all for the unvaxxed. So what they're going to try to do is force you into testing, force you into mandates. Now, when asked about how they mandate, and then, of course, they, the, the game was always... One of the biggest lies was that everybody had an equal chance of getting it. Everybody had an equal chance of being hospitalized by it. Everybody had an equal chance of dying from it. That's why they've played the games and used your children against you. And oh, by the way, shutting down schools and then putting these stupid mask mandates on healthy children because they're using children as pawns in their game. And the the sideline benefit of that, too, by the way, was that with school shut down, they were able to, to, you know, force people out of the workforce to have to stay at home and put them on the unemployment rolls and become dependent because somebody had to stay home with the kids. Right. So that was a sideline benefit of using your kids as an excuse. Um, So those are the three areas. Now, when asked, well, how are you going to mandate? Um, of course, here's where they get cagey because she says the federal government lacks the authority to mandate vaccines for everyone. So how are they going to mandate? What six steps is she going to come out with tomorrow to mandate if they if they're admitting that they lack the ability, the authority to do it? Although although Obama went around, and said 27 times he didn't have the legal authority to do the Dreamer Act and he did. So what do you think they're going to do? How are they going to get mandates over while admitting they don't have the authority for mandates? I think actually it was just lip service. And I think the whatever mandates they're looking at, they're going to do them anyway. I think what they're going to do is they're going to deny um, or deny certain services at, to the unvaccinated. Money. I think they're going to I think uh, what what they're going to happen is maybe through Obamacare, through um, government insurance exchanges that you won't be able to get insurance or access insurance if you're not vaccinated. I think we what a lot of people don't understand is the depth of which the United States government is involved in every sector of our society and and puts money into it, which gives them control. So they can go around all the different sectors, all the different industries and say, we're going to pull money back from you if you don't require your employees to be jabbed. To get, I think that's one way that they're going to go about doing it. And something else they might do, Andrea, too, is yeah, okay. Let's say you're, you know, you get your employer-based medical insurance every year. Well, that's why they're also they want that, you know, single payer, so that you're not going to be able to have your employer health insurance. And then, yeah, oh yeah, you want to be part of the system? Yeah, you got to get jabbed. Yeah. So there's there's end arounds for them. And if they don't get it on the end around, then they're just flat out. I think they've also been, you know, packing, of course, when you've got a Democrat now president, uh, if there's any openings in federal courts, you know, they're going to be packing them with dictators in black robes. There's a lot of pressure. Every bit of this is just so unconstitutional. Right. Well, and and, well, the way they're going to hopefully get around that in their mind is there's a lot of pressure on Breyer right now to retire from the Supreme Court. Because if they can get Breyer gone and put in some far lefty, that changes the game. In a lot of ways. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion. There's a shot. Speaking of hospital care and jabs, wait till you hear what's happening in our hospitals in Virginia. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm looking up in local news. Agents, Border Patrol agents, rescue a swimmer near the border. Well, the fence that's going out into the ocean, my baby boy Gator could swim out that far and come across. What kind of border? What kind of border is that down there in Otay Mesa? I guess I guess the currents, at least this dude couldn't handle it. 
Um, okay. Um, this story today, here we are as we are coming into the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Thank you, producer uh, Noah, DJ Potato Skins, bringing me in my booster seat. Thank you. I knew something was off. Okay, here we are about to approach September 11th. 20th anniversary of a terrorist attack on our soul that was aided and abetted by the Taliban. We all know what's gone on with Afghanistan the past few weeks, which can only be which can only be be determined to be intentional. I don't feel safe, Andrea. Do you feel safe? No, we're not. We're not safe. We, we're not safe, and we're certainly we, we haven't been safe for a while because we have not been properly vetting who's coming into this, this is a country. whole new level, though. This is a whole new level because not only are they they. I, I've got a source today that called me that said they spoke with somebody from the Department of Homeland Security who was in, in, told to turn away Americans at the Kabul air, uh, airport and that there was absolutely no vetting done whatsoever with anybody that got on the plane and that they knew that they were boarding um, grown men with child brides coming to this country. And as I said last night, um, you know, uh, uh, since the uh, Islamic terrorist movement, the word is what we've been told is there's one point something billion Muslims around the world. Only 10 percent are radical. That's a whole lot of radical. So if you say that we've got about 100,000 coming here and 10 percent want to cut your head off, that's a whole lot. It only took 19 terrorists to fly planes into the Twin Towers and into a field in Shanksville and destroy a nation. And that's what we brought here. And worse, you want to hear this. In Northern Virginia, a story today, and you got to remember this and think of this too, not just in context in the war on terror, but think of this in context to the whole coronavirus and everything that we've been through for this past year and everything that they're demanding are going to demand tomorrow, supposedly under the guise of public health and, and the public good, that they've, in the middle of all that, they opened up our southern border, right, and brought every Tom, Dick, and Harry with every t- tuberculosis, whooping cough, and whatever communicable d- d- disease on the planet across our southern border, now they're bringing them through the borders uh, from our flights here, right? At, uh, on top of all of your suffering, uh, there's a report out today, dailywire.com, Americans turned away from hospital as Afghan refugees take priority. Now, here's the good news, though, according to Senator Warner. The good news is, is they're taking vaccines at a higher rate than Virginians. Great news! They're so much e- more easily compliable. That's the whole point for why they're coming here. This they're coming here and they they created this chaos. They intentionally set Afghanistan on fire, gave them eighty five billion dollars worth of equipment and brought all these refugees here in the manner which they did for this very purpose, because this is their constituency. Just like the southern border, people coming here with no ability to support themselves, can't speak the language, have no ability to work with their hands out, willing to submit to a government, not only willing to submit, we got a whole lot of Ilhan Omars here, right, who are going to come here and try to turn us into their homeland. You think elections were bad in 2020? Oh, yeah, and they will They will be given the opportunity to vote. They're being spread all over the country. In fact, there was a report here in San Diego last night. Oh, here's these goody two-shoes, the goodwill you know, set of San Diego and how they're going to help the, the Afghan refugees. What, they didn't need to come here. We've got Americans right now being denied the ability to land, the ones that were able to get out, to land a plane anywhere on a military installation or to even come to the United States with Americans on board, yet they're bringing them here. There's no possible rational explanation for this. It's a political one, and it's a calculated one, and it's why they intentionally 
why they intentionally um, created such a disaster in Afghanistan. But let me go on with this story here. Um, A hospital near the Dulles Expo Center that federal officials designated as a go-to spot for medical treatment began running out of available beds, forcing the hospital to turn away non-Afghan patients who weren't in need of critical care. So why are so you you don't have enough beds to serve everybody? You serve the American people. That's who you serve. Not the Afghan people that aren't American citizens. Why were they even brought here? Why did you bring them all the way to the United States instead of the other countries that were like Macedonia that were willing and Kosovo that were willing to take them? Hey, we Andrew, know the answer. Know, Trump was America first. Biden's America last. This is absolutely America last to the point to where they will send you home from a hospital and let you die and treat Afghani refugees first. And yet I don't hear the Republican Party screaming Nothing. about this. They're silent. Nothing. And you're not helping the Afghan people, really. You think about the, these goody two shoe people in San Diego want to help the Afghan people. The average cost of a home in San Diego is, what, $800,000? That's a burden on San Diego to bring them here. We can't afford them. They can't afford to live here, and we can't afford to support them. I, I, I know, how many people do we know that can't even afford to buy a home right now? Can't rent is twenty five hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom, and yeah, and Americans US, are barely making it by here in San Diego. We got a recall election for a reason, right? Because of the economic destruction that's going on with Gavin Newsom. We need more people, and what we need, and not only more people, but people that can't support themselves, people that are gonna gonna bleed us dry parasites and that's what they are they are i hate to say that and you know what and 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 to their defense they weren't the reasons why they're here it's because the u.s government created the situation yeah i don't blame them i blame the biden administration period yeah absolutely had this been done right the u.s military would have kept a base of operations there in afghanistan only the, only the American citizens needed to come here. And quite frankly, there was, there was far fewer. I heard from somebody who served uh, in Iraq saying that there's far fewer of these allies that really worked closely with us than people think. There were not 100,000 Afghans over there working side by side with us, helping us, that deserve to be given American citizenship and be brought to this country. Let me go on with the story. Um. According to uh, Kristen Nickerson, executive director of the Northern Virginia Emergency Response System, um, they're not set up or prepared to take care of refugees. Um, it's so it's been so disorganized that a one-month-old infant was temporarily lost. Um, and then this person goes on to say the situation is so terrible it added to the trauma of the refugees. Let's talk about the trauma of the American people that have still been uh, abandoned over there that are in hiding from the Taliban. Afghanis were brought here, given medical treatment at the expense and the lives of Americans here in this country at the continued expense of American lives over there right now in the Taliban, whose new government today announced consists of four of the terrorists that Obama released in exchange for Bo Bergdahl. You connecting the dots? Figuring out what this is all about? Every bit of this is intentional. And if Joe Biden had had his way, this loss, this capitulation, this submission, this handing over of America 
to Islamic terrorists, he would have wanted to do it on the anniversary of September 11th. That was his goal. Nani Darwish told me years ago, she said, America is, is good loot. The, uh, the end game for Islamic terrorists is, is to take over America. That's the end game. And that's happened. No, you and I were talking about the biblical map uh, in the end times. It's in the Bible. Uh, it's a scary thought that America is not there. Well, I'm not a biblical scholar, um, but clearly it, it struck me last night when Drew Allen said, who's benefiting the most from what's happening in Afghanistan is China and Russia. China and Russia. China and Russia. These are really scary times, and it's certainly a reminder for me of, of you know, that's of where I get my peace right now. You know, I know, I know that, you know, Lord's still on the throne, the Lord's still on the throne. And I know, I know we win in the end. I know I win in the end. I know that for sure. Um, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with the Americans that are over there. We have hostages. Um, we don't know the truth of what's, um, happening on the ground. The sad thing is, is that we could have Americans right now being slaughtered. And because we had a complete and full evacuation with nobody left there, uh, we will have no uh, we have no um, no ability to know what's happening. Um, OK, so we got a hold of my buddy, my fried my fried chicken, my Brian Maloney is on the phone right at the point at which we need to go to a break. But I, at least I got to bring him in right now. Hey, Brian. Fried chicken. Here we go. OK, honey. Well, listen, we got to take a break. So glad to have connected with you. We're going to take a break and we're going to bring you back on the other side. So stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea K show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K Kay, spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. We had to flip the script so to speak. Um, we will bring you uh, Dave L. Hoff, financial thought doctor at 645, to update you guys on the calamity that is coming economically with this $3.5 trillion deal that is supposedly going to be paid for with tax hikes on the rich, but y'all know it's going to be paid for by you, right? So he will be here to talk about that. My buddy Brian Maloney is waiting patiently on the line. Thank you for being here, my dear. Uh, good to be back, as usual. Okay, um, so I'm seeing all these comments today all over social media from conservatives saying that that finally the results came in from Arizona, Trump won, now what is the Republican Party going to do about it? And I couldn't find anything to verify that. What's the dealio? Yeah, uh, No, I think it's a rumor. I started hearing about it yesterday. I would love to think that that has happened, but we've got to be careful here. I mean, we don't know what the results are, and we also don't know why it's taking so long to get them out. I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. They've worked really hard on this for a long time, um, and they've handled this so professionally. But, you know, if they haven't released the results yet, there's probably a really good reason. These are decent people. Uh, So I think we better just hang in there and be careful uh, you know, and you know what? Here's the thing. Let's just say that it turns out that uh, Biden actually won Maricopa County. Then I would say, OK, great. You know, the election wasn't stolen. We just need to work harder next time. You know what I mean? I don't actually want results that show that it was stolen because then right. I just look at it and say, well, what am I supposed to do then? We work our butts off and they steal it. I mean, I'd rather them say, you know, you know, we thought it was stolen, but when we checked again, it looks legit. 
He won. And I'll say, okay, great. If Trump runs again, we'll have to have a much more focused campaign than that reelection campaign was, which frankly was not focused. So, you know, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. So I, I, if Trump gets back out there again, I want a very different campaign than the one we saw last year. Well, I want a different campaign. And actually, um, I, I, I want that campaign to start right now because um, I, President Trump is not being forceful against the tyranny tomorrow. The White House is going to be announcing six steps in targeting the, quote, unvaccinated, including testing mandates and involving kids in schools. And we don't know at the same time that they're saying they don't have the authority to mandate. We know that they have an end arounds planned in which they will through the through the with withholding of funds or through regulations on businesses. That's their favorite way to do things. I mean, look, if the if these Democrat governors can seize entire industries and shut them down, if they can seize control of your private property and tell you that you you can't you can't even charge a tenant rent and you can't evict anybody, then they will find an end around to force these mandates. And Trump's not coming out against it. And no. that that's a real problem for me. And he's also not coming out uh, forcefully, forcefully about the election fraud. We've got we're T minus six days in counting for the California recall vote. Yes, on recall. And here we are in a position to where we got to hope that we've got enough turnout to overcome the mail in ballot fraud and other um, fraud game that's that's at play. Well, if there's going to be a Trump 2.0, uh, you know, I think that uh, we need to see the, the Trump that we saw back in 2016, mm-hmm. that fight. One who, you know, I think he got neutered by this idea of mean tweets and everything. And the bottom line is, you know, you got elected on the basis of those mean tweets. That's what got you in office. People liked that you were off the cuff. You spoke your mind. You were honest. It was unpolished. It was raw. But boy, was it refreshing. And now we're in really scary circumstances. We need that guy back. Uh, so he's we've got to, you know, get the GOP leadership away from Trump and start bringing if, if Trump's the future. I don't know. I don't know if the guy's going to run again or not. I have no idea. But if for some reason, he's he's going to be it next time around. He needs a whole new crowd around him at Mar-a-Lago, get rid of all the hangers on that are still hanging around there now, the whole group, some of whom are basically socialites or whatever, get rid of all of them uh, and start fresh. Uh, right. I, well, if, you know, if we, we got to get through this recall, hopefully everybody will get out. It turnout will, will be key at this point. I wish Trump was out here stumping for the recall and stumping for Larry Elder and bringing attention to the fact that he de- never even came and campaigned here in California. That was such an establishment move back when he was running for office. He should have been here. You know, where this is the, this is the most six, what, six largest economy in the world and it's getting no attention. And we have an opportunity to have a true conservative in there, uh, Larry Elder and the, the, the entire Republican party should be here. I think it's a huge mistake that Newsom is bringing Kamala Harris here. I mean, that could not be dumber strategy in my opinion. There's even a story come out today. I don't know if you heard about it. That, um, you know, she was a part uh, and pushed out this bail fund, um, uh, you know, program, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which she pushed out and somebody that got bailed out and it basically said, uh, you know, uh, she tweeted out, if you're able to able to chip in now to the Minnesota Freedom Fund to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. Well, who got bailed out? A dude who just shot somebody in a in a road rage incident. 
with a gun, even though he supposedly wasn't allowed to have a gun. Um, he was not arrested for protesting. He was arrested for domestic abuse. So here they, they bailed out a domestic abuser so much for being the party of women. Uh, the dude got a gun so much for gun control and he's killed somebody on the streets. That's Kamala Harris. So I, you know, hey, Newsom, bring her, bring her here, man. Bring her here. Well, yeah, and she's deeply unpopular. And, you know, all the media propping up in the world cannot make people like her. They don't like her. They never will. Uh, And that's why Democrats are afraid to make her president, because they see an automatic loss in the next election, because she's going to be a total weirdo as president. That's why they're clinging to Biden, even though they know he needs to go. Um, But, you know, she will become president at some point. Biden is not all there he's not all there right did you hear the report today because i know you were busy um but that the staffers are turning off the they're muting the tv when he has an event because he's yeah yeah no they can't they can't stand to listen to him anymore number one and he thinks that we no longer use the word tornado um with (laughs) any idea Okay, so if we don't use the word tornado, what's what's the replacement word? What do we call it instead? Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's he referred to Kirsten Gillibrand as Kristen. Well, anybody can make that mistake. But then he went on to say he was he vowed to make electricity produ- production carbon neutral by twenty twenty. He so he clearly doesn't know what year he's in. And when he was talking about the wildfires, he said they were spreading wisely across the country. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, dude is just, and, and when you see him walking, like when he was, he was touring the area at Ida, uh, you know, in, in New Jersey, he's, I mean, it, it was, it was bad. It was like a comedy skit out of Saturday Night Live. What, what I saw there was remarkable. Uh, the fact is he was in New Jersey, one of the bluest of blue states. He had nothing but hecklers. He had no supporters there. Where are Joe's supporters? Show me the supporters. I don't see any out there. Uh, what I see are hecklers. I mean, if you're talking about New Jersey, you know, my theory is a lot of these blue states are blue because the GOP gave up because the yes. GOP snapped. Not because not because the average person went to the far left outside of the cities, away from the universities, even the blue, even, you know, even the blue states are not very blue as soon as you leave the city. Right. So the bottom line is the left is that they're a tiny little group. They're noisy. They're annoying. Uh, but they're small and they're shrinking because they're acting like raving lunatics and all the moderates are scared to death. So they're we uh, independence yeah. away. So we've uh, in the couple minutes we've got left, we've got Americans that are hostage right now in Afghanistan, hiding out, uh, being moved around from house to house, like in, you know, Germany, trying to avoid, you know, it's like somebody described it as like Anne Frank, you know, level stuff going on over there. They're being denied by the State Department. Those that are, you know, able to get on a plane being denied landing at military installations or even the United States. And we still don't have impeachment papers drawn. Well, and that's outrageous. The GOP should be ashamed of itself. But what I think is the key difference, you know, when Carter, when it was the Carter years, because people keep making that comparison. And I was a kid in school back then. You know, we rang the bells every day at my school for the hostages. And the bottom line is the news was dominated by what was going on with the hostages every single day. This time we've got effective hostages, de facto hostages. The government won't admit they exist. And the media as well covers for them and also you know, basically says they don't exist either by nature of not reporting on it at all. So these hostages end up being invisible to protect Democrats. That's how far we've fallen here. It's well, it's devastating. 
and to think that this was orchestrated it was into this chaos and the out and and the outcome of it was intentional there's no disputing that and on top of it that that we he really wanted to do this and and have it happen on september 11th the 20th anniversary that should there's there's no american today who should be, who, who should, I mean, oh, people are saying, oh, his poll numbers are dropping. It's down in the 40 something percent. 40% of Americans are okay with that, Brian Maloney? Not those polls that given him a 20 point, you know, margin there that he doesn't have. He's somewhere in the 20s. That guy, you know, where yeah. are the supporters? Why can't a single supporter turn out when Biden goes somewhere? Where, why don't they ever come out? I don't get it. Because he never um, had 80 million votes. He never had yeah. 80 million votes. Never had the supporters and Kamala won't either. And the Democrats know this. They're just trying to seize the country through uh, coups. Uh, and, and that's they think they can rule forever by force. And it's not working. All they're really doing is breaking the country in two. Uh, that's the bottom line. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you for making it the bottom. Thank you for bottom lining it, Brian Maloney. And thank you for being here tonight, my dear friend. Thanks. All right, honey, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get into some economic news that's happening because this is kind of getting buried in the middle of the chaos. And you absolutely have to know about what's happening here and what's about to come economically so that you can begin to prepare for it. Like uh, eight cents per mile charge on every American. Think about that, San Diegans, when you were already almost paying five dollars a gallon of gas. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Rolling into our final segment here on Hump Day, I had to reach out to my friend, the financial thought doctor today. Dave L. Hoff, because this morning I did, as I do every Wednesday morning from 8 to 9 a.m., by the way, I do Newsmax, and uh, come about 5 a.m., they start flooding my uh, email with their topics of the day, one of which was uh, uh, Biden's Build Back Better plan, which is really a Build Back broker plan, and uh, it's being buried in all these stories involving COVID and Afghanistan crisis, and it, I have to bring it to your attention because it's three and a half trillion dollars of spending and they're pretending that it's going to be paid back by only the rich fat cats. And that's absolutely not true. You need to know about it so you can begin to plan for it. And that's what Dave L. Hoff is all about as the financial thought doctor. Welcome back to the show, financial thought doctor. Hey, AK, I tell you what, if anyone could do more damage to the economy I don't know who it would be. Right. And the guy presently in charge. This is ridiculous. Even the Washington Times is saying it's ridiculous. Yes. And they're not exactly a right-wing publication. And I'll tell you, the blueprint has been done by Trump. More taxes, less regulation, and allow small business to recover America. I sent you a couple articles about recovering America. Is can it happen? Yes, it can happen. But if they raise taxes and if they put more regulations in and they start continuing to give money to people for nothing. 
all bets are off the table. Yeah, absolutely. We're, and and the, the greatest thing that Trump had that was going to secure him re-election was the economy. And when COVID hit, it was the perfect way for the Democrat Party to completely destroy the Trump presidency and stop him from being re-elected. And then for them to seize control over our nation and usher in their Marxist ideology. And look at what they did. And this is why as much as I love Trump, he shouldn't have fallen for it and gone along with the, with the 14 days to flatten the curve. Because what it was is now it's 18 months in, it's about flattening the economy we have we have 60 according to this article in washington times 60 something percent percent of businesses can't find anybody to work because they're paid to stay at home and then on top of it and and you look at what um so the businesses have been crippled and now they're looking at increased taxes there's more and more regulations coming to hurt them in terms of uh uh, masks and more and vaccination mandates that are coming they're going to increase uh the business tax rate upwards even higher than what china is um we've got something new that's going to hit um small businesses i'll get to in a minute with the death tax but one of the things that wasn't mentioned in the washington Times article, but is in this three and a half trillion dollar bill, Dave Elhoff, is an eight cent per mile across the U.S. charge for drivers that will kill small and middle class Americans in San Diego County. Uh, producer Noah did ransom numbers just himself. At, at, tell everybody what you found, Noah. Well, I drive about 15,000 miles every year. So, you know, and that's not that much. Uh, I live in central San Diego, work here at the at the studios. Uh, at that eight cent uh, thing that they want to put through, Dave, that's about $1,200 every year. <laughs> and that's not even somebody that's, that's not even commuting from San Diego standards. We've got people that live in Temecula and work in San Diego. This will kill. And you know what? They know that, Elhoff. When you're, when you're saddling Americans with this kind of debt, when you're destroying businesses with taxation and regulation, I think it's on purpose. Well, I, I think it is, too, because they want us to become a third-world country. Because I'll tell you something. You know, the blueprint has been set. Trump had us yeah. rolling down the highway, free and clear, with the lowest unemployment rate, the best economy, and I don't know or remember when, and I'm telling you, Andrea, that blueprint, the blueprint for success, and this Yes. We're having, you know what, Elhoff, we're having a lot of trouble with your phone. I think we need to call you back and see if we can get a better connection. Can you give Elhoff a call back, Skins? We're going we're gonna to try to reconnect with you because I want people to hear what you have to say. And if we're not able to reconnect well tonight, we'll have, we'll have Elhoff back on tomorrow because this is really, I got to get into the death tax situation here that's coming because, you know, when we, when we hear about death tax and estate tax, the average American thinks that that's only something that's going to affect the uber wealthy, right? Wealth, the word wealth, you know, that conjures up lifestyles of the rich and famous, right? You think of George... You think of George Soros. Um, Elhoff, I was just explaining while we were reconnecting with you that um, one of the most insidious things here is this a new death tax and the wealth tax. And people mistakenly, as Americans think of this, as something that only affects the uber wealthy because of the word wealth, right? Um, the reality is, is with this new de- death tax, it's going to affect small businesses because it's going to take into effect at just a million dollars. And if you think in San Diego County where the average cost of a home is 800000 
this new this new death tax of his uh, starting at a million will it, it will affect inherited stocks real estate businesses and farms this is going to crush a lot of middle american won't it totally because i'll tell you why because they paid taxes along the way to this wealth and then for them to take it away because the person dies is a travesty the other thing is the capital gains step up in basis. I don't think they have the capability or votes to change that, but that would be huge, even more detrimental. Because even if you had a fifty thousand dollar stock portfolio that you have zero basis in, and you force them to pay tax on that fifty thousand, even though they haven't sold it, is a travesty. Well, yeah, think about that. I think, and I think what he wants to do is it's, I think it's going to be something like a 40% tax that's going to have to be paid up front before you even sell it. You think, so you think about mm-hmm. inheriting a million dollar, a business worth a million dollars. And the second your dad dies, you got to, for, for businesses that he's already paid taxes on along the way, paid income taxes on it, paid his business taxes. And you're just going to have to simply because your parent died, you're going to have to write a check for 40% of a million dollars. That is theft. Yeah. Absolute theft in this country. We've got a minute left, El Hoff. We really don't have a good phone connection, but I want you to tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Because let me tell you, if you are a family and you have a portfolio worth a million dollars and above, which which is many, 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 many San Diegans, whether or not you need to begin to prepare for this, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. You text me at 619 Email me at Dave at com or go to the financial fact doctor and fill out a request to have a conversation. I think that's what we need to do. 15-minute conversation. 15-minute conversation. Go to financialthoughtdoctor.com. Thank you for being here, my friend. All right. Okay. Thank you, honey. I got to end on this this story here. Um a mother of fallen U.S. Marine, Lance Corporal Kareem Maylee Grant Nakui, I'm not sure I pronounced his name right. He was he was one of the 13 killed in the bombing outside in, in Kabul. Um, she was the she was the mom whose Twitter account was taken down because she was brutal on Biden for what happened. Right. This is what she posted on Facebook. I would love if somehow my president, you, Mr. Trump, could be present as I lay my beautiful baby boy Lance to rest. And she put that on Facebook. It would be such an honor to meet the real president of the United States of America, President Trump. And I hope that he attends the funeral because that's beautiful. Anyway, thank you guys. We'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Peace out.